Welcome to Big Hospitality's latest United We Stand podcast. Today, we're speaking to Ranjit Mathrani, the chairman and co-owner of London-based Indian restaurant business MW Eat. The well-established and influential group comprises the seven-strong casual dining chain Masala Zone and more top-end restaurants Chutney Mary, Amaya and Veraswami. How are you this morning, Ranjit? I'm very well indeed. I'm very well. <laughs> Physically well, mentally well. So how is everything going at MW8? We're expecting the government to confirm that restaurants can reopen on 4th of July, but there's still a lot of uncertainty about about guidelines and, and indeed the, the future of, of the industry. Well, yes. The, well, the nature of the uncertainty is obviously changing with the evolution of time. I mean, this is the, the uncertainties. You know, you go through a range of uncertainties over the last three or four months now. The uncertainties are the uncertainties of uh, which you all know about, which is the issues um, around uh, uh, around uh, fundamentally um, uh, customer demand and uh, and about um, rents and about the restrictions and then the implications of that for the organisation of the business. Um, sure. I think you know, that's the sort of um, uh, um, structure. Um, well, let, well, let's uh, unpick uh, those things. I mean, please. I mean, I mean, first of all, obviously, we are awaiting the guidance from from the government, and that looks likely to be released tomorrow. Um, yep. and, and I think everybody in the restaurant industry, and I'm sure including yourself, is, is, is hoping that it's going to be one metre rather than two metres. Because, I mean, I'm guessing at, at, at two metres, I mean, masala zones probably wouldn't be, partic- wouldn't be viable. Or, or, or do you think you could make it work? No, I think there's two parts. One is, uh, but it's academic now, we're going to come and open, come what may, on the 4th of uh, July, uh, one metre or two two metres, if only in order to test demand. So therefore, but however, that's academic. We'd already taken a decision a few weeks ago that we would proceed on that basis, and that is what we are we were doing. The issue for us on the one was two meters uh, are what conditions are going to be attached to it, uh, because they are smoke signals coming through, but that this are going to be academic. Whether they're going to put conditions like masks coming in. uh, whether they're going to have uh, extra uh, c- conditions um, uh, uh, as a scientist try and you know, claw back or, or, or propose modification of concessions, but that we shall, that is what we will see, and, and and obviously we need to know that in order to then phys- physically work out the implications. Of assuming restaurants are allowed to reopen on the fourth, am I right to think so? Yeah. It's a plan to, to to open every single one of your restaurants on on that date. We refer every single restaurant on that date, but we will be tuning the opening times and days. Um, uh, uh, like for example, our initial view is that our residential massages and restaurants will not be open for lunch Mondays to Fridays. Uh, because we do not think demand will be there, uh, we will be reducing um, uh, opening times initially in the first week uh, because of our, our judgment that the offices will be not will not be really anywhere remotely near full, and that's a fair part of our business. Um, and definitely Mondays to Fridays, and, and all the consequences of that. Um, 
So, so, so we will be uh, open every day. Yes, we will open, and then, and then also making a call in certain areas, like certain restaurants. Uh, uh, what is a likely level of Sunday business they might have that varies in the West End and residential, uh, particularly with the government's rules on the 20, well, uh, with the Mayor of London's rules now on congestion charging uh, at weekends as well from the 22nd, which could have a major effect. Obviously, you have two high-profile sorry, three high-profile, you know, more special occasion yeah. restaurants, and they're all, well, I guess Knightsbridge is a bit more bit more neighbourhoody, but, but but Chutney Mary and Vuraswamy, very much, you know, in the west end of, uh, of London and presumably rely very heavily on businesses in that area being open and, of course, tourists. What, 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 are, your, what are your thoughts on, on, on the likely levels of demand for, for those restaurants? Well, we've taken a very consistent view across... Uh, all our restaurants um, uh, as a simple way, which is to say we have planned for what we regard as being a universally, uh, reasonably worst case scenario, which is 30% utilization for the first four weeks. So we're applying that consistently across and uh, we'll be uh, getting our staff numbers coming in to reflect that broad assumption. Right. We will then tune that by saying in the first week we might actually drop that a bit more uh, to make it 20% um, or 25%, something like that. But, uh, but, but, but our view is that, uh, I mean, it's kind of, um, uh, if we are planning a conservative basis of demand starting at roughly 30%, and then moving up in 5% increments month by month uh, compared to last year. Okay. This, this, like, this is like for like, by the way, not yes. on each month and month. This is like for like comparison because we have you know, figures going back many years. And so we can very easily do, I've done that already, the analysis. All restaurants will be operating at a loss um, for the first five or six months. I mean, you know, and, and all restaurants need to have the financial resilience to operate at that. Because uh, now, uh, now the, uh, uh, the and that's fundamentally because of rent. You say if you if you analyze the cost structure, you got variable costs and fixed costs. Your variable costs obviously are is food and beverage. Uh, because of the furlough scheme, the labor costs for the first month or two months has been made uh, in large measure variable. Because our intention is very simple. We will only bring in people for the hours we need them, for the covers we are planning, and for the rest of the time they're in furlough. In fact, everyone's going to be in furlough until required by us to work. And that's our approach for the first two months. Sure. So we start the other way around. Uh, we start with everyone in the country will be in furlough unless asked to work. And as simple as that. And they will be brought into ask requested to work. Uh, and requested not to work at very short notice in the full confidence that they will still be paid furlough. So we're going to make maximum use, even to the very minute of a day or half an hour segments of a day of bringing people in and out of furlough, keep out of strategy for the first two months. So, uh, so, so we will be minimizing uh, the, we will be converting the labor cost to be as close to variable cost as humanly possible. 
So that's your second part component. Then in your fixed cost structures, you've got certain fixed costs, which are there, you know, like obviously rent, rent and service charge are the biggest, then followed by the components like you know, heat and light and cleaning and fixed costs irrespective of utilization. And, um, uh, and it's that which will cause uh, losses uh, 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 there. I think we will uh, probably manage the labor cost process for the first month of eight weeks to minimize the cost of relation to labor. They will, by definition, you will have, you know, we, we're taking a view that if you're working 30% capa- capacity utilization, your labor costs would be 40% where it would otherwise be. Uh, we will be making losses um, uh, uh, there in keeping because of rent and because or unless you can get, this is where the rent comes in uh, and those losses can be quite significant um, because of the very high fixed cost of rent and um, uh, the other factors and um, uh, and that will uh, be mitigated. Uh, in July, August, and some extent September, uh, well, I guess diminishes to October. Uh, but clearly, the crunch at one level will be from November onwards, sure. um, when there will be no further scheme, and and that is when uh, there could be some you know, uh, pretty tough decisions to be taken, depending on demand at that time. And and broadly, I mean, you know, you you run quite a few restaurants, and I would guess that you have quite a diverse selection of of, of landlords. You know, from from institutional ones to smaller private ones. Could you? I mean, I mean, broadly, how have you found your negotiations with landlords? Well, well, we have held back. I mean, we are going to resume. We because I'm on the board of hospitality, and I have been part of the whole process of um, of formulating the policy uh, to, towards government and whatever. Uh, we took a view that our first priority, which has now been achieved, uh, this is a big le- big picture level, was to get the uh, was to get the date for uh, any enforcement action to be postponed to end of September, and that is done in order to give breathing space to negotiate. Uh, now we've got the breathing space to negotiate. We will now be putting forward to landlords a, a longer-term solutions for rent, and uh, therefore landlords have yet to receive them, um, and they will be receiving them in the course of the next week or ten days. And what, and what are you going to say to them? What are we talking sort of turnover it, it, rents? What, what are we yes, saying? Yes, yes. In broad terms, we are going to be saying. Uh, objective is that we will, for the next uh, two years at, th- at least, we will uh, would like to pay you the same rent as a percentage of turnover. Rent should be representing the same percentage of turnover, which is did in the last full trading year. Oh, no. And that would be on a side by side basis. So therefore, one side is 8%, we'll say it should be 8%. One side is 14%, it would be 14%. And our objective is applied, proposed in a fairly neutral manner, so that we're not seen to be gaming the system. I mean, and yeah, and seen to be using whichever figure suits us. So I therefore, uh, we we be, uh, you know, therefore, if you if you're going to cite lodging very well with a high uh, with a turnover, high rent for turnover, we uh, we will put that forward on that basis because uh, that's the only way we can be demonstrate 
we are being, um, you know, at least neutral or some integrity by the process because they're saying, okay, we want to be in no worse a situation for the next two or three years than we were in relative terms uh, previously. That's all we can afford, um, uh, that we believe can afford, and that, uh, and that we hope the landlords will recognize that and, um, and we'd be willing to, even, to go forward and say this link to turnover could even go on for two, three years, for the next five years if necessary, uh, to give landlords an upside. All your restaurants um, serve Indian food, but there's a lot of diversity within that in terms of uh, price points and, and, and this, the style of food. Are you going to keep that roughly the same as you, as you come out of this? Yes, I think uh, we believe that all these highfalutin expressions of uh, the world has changed, people eating out has changed, things will never be the same again, are all totally misconceived. Now, we've been living this business now 30 years. We've been through recessions. We've been through uh, uh, ups and downs. We've seen trends. And the one thing we know about, we come to about people's behavior. If people do not change their behavior in a hurry in terms of behavior, uh, the driving forces are much more economic. Uh, uh, restrictions, economic being demand, they're being uh, spending power, that sort of stuff. So, so... So, so, uh, so I think uh, that's our starting point: is that uh, we are taking a view that you know that uh, a customer's behaviour will not be materially affected, uh, uh, except for probably uh, the over 60 age group uh, uh, there, which initially will be concerned um, about uh, about uh, processes, uh, sanitizing processes, protocols might be eating out less initially. But, e- but even they, in their case, I would surmise, give it take three or six months. I mean, uh, the restrictions they impose themselves would wear away politically, depending on what's happening on the rate of infection um, around. On the younger generation, or generally under 60 years of age, we're not that young, anyway, uh, that we believe that they will be certainly under 50, we'll be back there. You just had to go on around Hyde Park or Brighton Beach or whatever there, and you know that you know, certainly people are, are just not terribly interested in, uh, in, 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 in they're not going to change their, uh, they're, they're, not, they're not invested with fear. Yes, delivery might happen a bit more, uh, but the, uh, I think the effect of that on uh, uh, people will be marginal, that there is certain drivers which drive people to want to eat out and socialize or not, as the case may be, or eating out for a variety of different purposes for different reasons. And those drivers and reasons will stay largely unchanged in terms of psychology. To answer your question, we are not changing uh, the format at this point in time, uh, uh, but we'll be alert and sensitive to it. And I just want one final question. Um, obviously, your you know a, a lot of your staff are are Indian, and, and we've heard that you know lots of lots of staff that that, that 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 don't weren't born in this country have and don't have family in this country have returned home. Is that something that you've got to sort of factor into your opening plans that you, you've had, you know, long serving members of staff that, you know, knowing that they're going to be not have any work for quite a long period, have gone home to, 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 to be with their, their family wherever they've come from? 
Well, I think the couple of things there. Firstly, uh, I mean, talking itself, the uh, we uh, we have a core group of back of us uh, kitchen staff who are Indian. I mean, there and they represent five, eight, ten percent of our workforce. Okay, I mean, they're not so they're not. I mean, they're important, but not vast. Um, uh, there, but the the, uh, the the key people there of those. I'd say at least half or two thirds have already settled here with families and both families here. And the proportion who actually have the families back in India now is relatively low. Where, where, where we're going to have um, spare staff on our hands uh, uh, un, uh, between July and, um, and March. Uh, uh, so, uh, so in that sense, I, uh, you know, uh, obviously, uh, 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 people will make their own uh, judgments, but we are pretty confident that that in a situation where we are, where we they see that we are a viable business uh, with a uh, uh, with, with with a strong uh, sort of um, uh, with financial strength, they know we are going to be here for the longer term. They. They are confident that we will be uh, uh, you know, a survivor in, uh, through, through this, and it's a matter of you know, buckling down for six to nine months uh, and weathering the storm, um, as it were, and recognizing that that will involve uh, some uh, in a degree of financial pain for all of us, including us, including the directors, including everyone. I mean, that's a shared pain, uh, which we're you know, uh, on that side, and you know, and uh, and. And and, and with all the feedback we have is uh, all our staff are generally supportive, and um, uh, because we've got a clear vision. It does sound like you're pretty confident in being able to navigate your, your group through this and, and come come out the other side pretty pretty much intact. Is is that a fair characterisation? Yes, because 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 I think uh, our we've got we have built it, and as you can say, it's part of my investment banking background and my pretty stringent view about viability over many years with analyzing hundreds of thousands of companies that, that the whole thing is predicated on the fact that, um, that whilst we cannot avoid a, a doomsday scenario, we cannot avoid a doomsday scenario where the bottom falls out of everything and where you've got another last spike, everything gets shut down. But, uh, but, but our broad thing is that if at all we didn't survive, 99% of British hospitality will also not have survived at the same time. So, so, so we'll be one of the last people standing. Well, Rajit, thanks so much for joining us and giving us such a fantastic insight into, into your business. Pleasure. Thank okay. You.